Welcome to the very first episode of Communicate to Lead. This podcast is for leaders and aspiring leaders who want to clarify their message and communicate with impact. I'm your host, Kelly Belton, former academic and corporate communications trainer turned entrepreneur and coach. I am so excited to have you here with me today. I've been talking about starting a podcast for at least a year. And I finally decided to take the plunge and make it happen. As an ever podcast listener myself, I always have one earphone in either listening to one of my favorite podcasts or an audiobook on Audible. If you're wondering why the name Communicate to Lead, well, when the pandemic hit us last year, it was fascinating to see which leaders stepped up and were leading and are still leading their teams and companies successfully through this challenging time, and which leaders weren't ready for the massively uncertain time we were facing, and honestly are still facing. I've always been passionate about leadership and what makes a truly great leader. I'm talking about those leaders who know when to listen and when to speak, who know their own strengths and weaknesses and never hesitate to communicate that to the people they're leading. I've also been inspired by leaders who don't necessarily have the title, but they are still leading. Their communication is clear, concise, and compelling enough to inspire others to take action. I believe that great leaders possess a clear vision and focus, and they know how to communicate that vision so others, like their teams, employees, clients, buy into it. So instead of getting into why I chose this particular podcast and what you can expect in the future, let's talk about one of the biggest leadership lessons I've learned in the past and which became even more critical during COVID-19, leaders communicating constantly and consistently with their people. When you communicate clearly and effectively, your team knows what to expect of you and what they need to do. So two aspects are important when communicating with your team. And it's even more important, or I'd rather say critical, when your team is working remotely as we are right now. The first one is communicate tirelessly. Never stop communicating. Number two, listen deeply. Let's unpack each one of these two aspects so you get a clearer idea of what you can do to stay connected with your team during this time. So let's get back to number one, communicate tirelessly. Don't wait for big moments or big news before communicating with your team. Let them know what's happening as things unfold if you think that will be helpful to them. I know that you can't tell them everything, but transparency is so key and important when communicating. Communicate often and quickly, even if it simply means reaching out to your team and finding out how you can best support them as they are going through the work they're doing. Make sure to keep your messages specific and brief. I'm sure if you're anything like me, you've sat through conversations or presentations with leaders who shared so much information that 
you were unclear what the most significant takeaways were or what they wanted you to do. If you're wondering how to keep your message specific and brief, one of the easiest ways to do that is to speak in headlines so that you don't lose your audience or your team that you're speaking to. Ask yourself, what's the one big idea you want them to remember? And then focus on offering details that will support that one big idea as you're speaking to them. Choose various communication channels. There are so many out there and we are spoiled for choice. Meet weekly on video to strengthen your relationships with your team. Send emails regularly about anything that can't wait for the weekly video call. And use an instant messaging tool like Slack to stay connected with your team and to communicate very quickly. And that's it for communicate tirelessly. And let's move into listen deeply. Effective communication is a two-way street. I hope you know that. I know that. And part of communicating tirelessly also means listening to what your team has to say. Invite your team to speak, to share their thoughts and ideas, but don't force or make anyone feel obligated to share their thoughts or opinions. And when you extend that invitation, please listen without interrupting. You want to focus on listening to understand what someone is saying or what they're sharing with you instead of waiting for someone to stop talking so you can jump in and respond. I know I'm guilty of that. Sometimes I'm listening to someone speaking and all I want to do is jump in and correct them or give them more information instead of just taking a step back, listening to the person and hearing them out until they are done. Because if you interrupt someone, if I interrupt someone, do you know what we're doing? We are potentially signaling that we don't value their input, even if it wasn't our intention. And the next time when we ask them for their input or their opinion or to share their thoughts, what could potentially happen is someone will remember the fact that we interrupted them and they will probably decide not to share or to give their input. So if you're wondering how you can get your team to talk to you and to share what's on their minds, here are some questions to get you started. A simple question like, how are you, can go a long way in showing that you care about your team's well-being and not only about their productivity. One of my favorite questions, and I hope you try this one out, is how can I best support you? One of my managers in the past, she used this question all the time, and I always appreciated it because it allowed me to decide where I needed support and what help I needed in the moment. By keeping this question open-ended, you allow someone to share what they need most instead of assuming to know what they need. And here's another question. I have found really helpful when having a conversation with my team. And the question is, what do we need to do to make this work? So many times I find that my team, who are often closest to the action, often know what the solution is long before I do. By encouraging your team to share their knowledge and expertise, 
you are showing them that number one, you trust them. Number two, you realize that they are experts in what they do. After all, that's why you hired them for their knowledge, expertise, and experiences. So why not use that? And then similar to the previous question, what do we need to do to make this work? Another question you could ask is, how can we strengthen the team? Or perhaps, how can we strengthen or streamline our processes? This question allows your team to share the solution they've been thinking about before you even asked the question. Think about it. Your people are in the trenches every day and they are most probably they most probably know what needs to be done, but they might need you to articulate it and to set it in motion. Of course, you can do everything in your power to get your people to talk. But if you haven't created a culture where people feel psychologically safe, they will not share their thoughts or concerns with you. Encouraging an open dialogue must be accompanied by safety. So if you do nothing else after listening to this episode, start creating a psychologically safe space where your team is encouraged to be fully themselves without judgment or backlash or criticism, as long as it's clear that shared comments can't marginalize or exclude others. Whether you choose to communicate more often or listen more deeply, or perhaps you decide to do both, and I applaud you if you decide that. I hope you found the tips in today's episode helpful. If you liked what you heard today, subscribe to Communicate to Lead so you don't miss the next episode in two weeks. Until then.